This is the Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928. Hi, everyone. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Caramba, we have something really big for you today. Welcome, foolish mortals. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. This is the DBC Pod with Phil Schoen and Jason Dodge. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's pod, special episode number two, Trip Report, part two um, of my trip. I guess it's now a week ago, so yeah. it's, it's slowly fading into memory. It's like <laughs> I've never been. Um, but this week in our Disney World, we're going to talk about a couple things that are in everybody's mind outside my trip report. Um, and I think Even the biggest one is the, the thing on everybody's front of everybody's yes. mind. So I hope so. It's very important. <laughs> It's very important. Um, no, I, Phil, you've you've t- picked up a couple of news items that everybody should know if you have not heard about them yet. So why don't you go ahead? Yeah. So a couple of things. Uh, I had a whole list of things, but I'll try to hit hit just the highlights so the, we can get the to the list trip gets report. Longer and yeah, longer as I've explained my trip. But go ahead. Um, but the the first one is for a lot of fans. We're very excited to see some progress with the Walt Disney World Railroad. Uh, first, block Mickey. I think it was using. Uh, bioreconstructs images and stuff like that was reporting that the tracks were spotted inside the tunnel inside Tron. So we were getting one step closer there. And then first on our, our discord server, uh, Julie had posted about this, but then it got picked up by other news sites as well that Disney announced that the cast members have started, got to use the pun training. Uh, uh-huh. the, the railroad cast members have started their training. Uh, so hopefully that's a sign that this is getting started back up sooner or later because i'm sure you can attest uh, the magic kingdom just isn't the same when you're not hearing the the train whistle go around um and then on this week's disney dish jim hill said he heard from people within the parks that they're hoping the railroad is up and running by labor day that's crazy that's like a month away at this point yeah um so we'll see i mean if they can get the tracks down i mean they don't maybe they won't have it all pretty (laughs) you know kind of around there but Um, but but at least running and in there, he also mentioned about Tron that they're they'd like it to be open for Thanksgiving week, but they're not sure if they can pull that off. They feel more confident it'll be ready by Christmas week. So we were joking. I think all of us going in December <laughs> yeah. will be like right after we're there. But um, we'll of course see. it will be always something new to go back to. Yes, yes. And an update to GD Plus that would actually help me none at all. It'll just <laughs> make me feel better. What's the update? That's really what this is. I mean, I think everyone's kind of calling it lipstick on a pig, but they did mm. do an update to Genie Plus. I felt this one personally when I was trying to get uh, your Jason's Fast Pass, or not Fast, Lightning Lanes yep. uh, return times for Slinky Dog Dash where, you know, we went to click on it. It said 1.30 p.m. return time. Perfect. Exactly what he wants. We click on this by the time it, you know, repings to the server and blah, blah, blah. It said we, you know, congratulations, you have a lightning lane for 4.30 or 4.45, which didn't work at all. Yeah. So now what um, I think Disney has heard a lot of that frustration where it's shifting and it's really only an issue for the real popular rides at 7 a.m. So what they're doing is between 7 a.m. and 7.30, you won't see that time on the tips tip board. It'll just say check availability. So you have to click on whatever ride you want. Then it'll do that second ping to the server. And it'll have the actual time that you would be able to get it. So in this case, it would have shown me 4.45 and I would have known I'm not even going to mm-hmm. you know, secure this. I'll go back out and get something else. So it doesn't really fix the problem because you still have to do that extra click to go see it. But at least I think it should appear, you know, 
lessen some of that frustration of thinking you got like the perfect time and then not getting that. Well, I mean, it, th- this would not have helped me because this happened to me when I was booking something for Magic Kingdom, but it was in the middle of the day. Yeah. I was like, oh, perfect. I got Thunder Mountain at 1210 and then came back at like you know, one thirty or something. And I didn't hit, I didn't pay attention to hitting. I was just hitting buttons and it was like, all right, I got it done. And then like 30 minutes later, I was looking at him like, Oh, I messed up. Yeah. So, so it can happen. To you that, day. I guess so. I think it's, you see the ones where it gets pushed back like hours and hours and hours really yeah. for the popular ads at 7am. So they're trying to minimize that. So it's fine. It's good. I mean, I think the good news is that Disney heard a point of frustration and did something. I guess the bad news, is they didn't really fix things. They just kind of, you know, yeah. kind of hit it behind there so i was using the analogy of a magician saying like you know look over here while i'm really you know, doing sleight of hand over here but exactly um and then the last bit of news and we're not going to get into just the details of this because that could be the entire show but at um san diego comic-con which just wrapped up disney had a few slots for the marvel mcu stuff at the second one kevin Feige went nuts revealing information um confirmed that phase four of all the MCU movies will finish up with Wakanda forever. They also released a trailer for that. That looks really good. Very good. And and then phase five will start in February with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. It went through all of phase five. There's six movies and six Disney plus shows, um, which will end with the Thunderbolts on July 26th, I think 2024. And then the even revealed phase six, has 11 slots, but they only revealed three things, including a Fantastic Four movie and two Avengers movies only six months apart. Which is nuts. That's not how. Uh, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars, which if you don't know what Secret Wars is in the comics, it's basically everything's on the table because it's everybody coming from different universes. So people are speculating, you know, Robert Downey Jr. could be back and Chris Evans is back and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So like I said, we're not going to go into it, but it's exciting times, I think, for for Marvel fans. You know, go watch, you know, Screen Crush and stuff like that, where they break down everything in details and get into theories and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Why should we even attempt doing that? Because we're not going to be as good as those guys who actually know the comics innately and deeply. Yeah. I just wanted to include it here. I was posting a bunch about it because I think it's really exciting. And, and It is. I felt like Phase 4 kind of meandered. Like, while it was a lot of fun and a lot of good stuff, it, it meandered a little bit. So I was really excited to kind of see these lay it out a little bit more so we know what the end goals now are to me phase four was just a bunch of b tier level of entertainment excellent fun but it was just like yeah know, i mean he, epic kevin anyway. even said a lot of it was just dealing with the aftermath of mm-hmm. infinity war and endgame so it kind of did feel like that and i think now we're gonna kickstart into what's like the next big thing i think we should come back to this in like three years and find out <laughs> what we really felt about phase four after we started see- seeing phase five and six. Kind exactly. Of anyway. So let's, let's get this out of the week. I wanted to hit uh, just a reminder of our social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at the DBC pod, the discord server. Um, in the last four days, since we last recorded, there was no update <laughs> to the Disney comeback index. No, we did have a new discord member though. Tom Bowie signed up. Uh, so welcome. welcome to the discord. And now I will turn it over to Jason. No, I'm going to turn it right back to you so I don't okay. forget to do this. Why don't you do the – because we missed this, uh, the uh, Discord uh, engagement stuff. Yes. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into a whole bunch of stuff and I'm going to absolutely forget what they <laughs> usually do to do the, the other things. So let's start so, first. Yeah, so last time we had a Discord engagement about what we wanted to see at Walt Disney World related to the Disney company's 100th anniversary. Everybody kind of said the same thing that we're not expecting much after the yes. 50th. Um, but I think everybody is hoping that they actually acknowledge the history. 
of the company mm-hmm. and we see stuff with Walt and Roy and and stuff like that. So everyone kind of said the same thing. So I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But the new topic that we're going to launch this week, it was submitted by uh, TikTok users uh, Sprit5 asking, if you could design a ride, what would you make? So what type of theme, what type of experience, what type of ride system, thing like that. So everyone kind of gets to put on their uh, Imagineering hat and come up with an attraction for uh, Walt Disney World Disneyland. We've done this before in years past. It's always fun. It's yeah. fun to, to challenge what can we make that's not popular but just kind of silly. But I, I think I think we should ask everybody, you need to come up with something that's realistic. Yeah. Right? It's not like you're putting a tiki bar on the, the back of the people mover and you get to ride a five-hour <laughs> ride around the Magic Kingdom. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So uh, let's have some fun. We'll do it that do it that way and we'll cover that next week when we don't have a trip report to go over <laughs> um, anytime soon. Okay. So – Trip report part two. This is where we left off. We, d- we did the arrival day where we did Hollywood Studios right off the bat, went right into the Magic Kingdom and basically crashed because of thunderstorms, hail, rain, and everything else like that. And then um, we did day two where we did all four parks in one day. It was quite the adventure. And in the interim since the last show, I put out an awesome um, – well, I'm giving, I might give myself a pat on the back. It's a good 36-minute good <laughs> of basically tracking me through all four parks. And I think it's – for those that are like watching you know, Day in the Park videos, I think I did a pretty good job. But more importantly, I think you can get the cadence of how I did Genie Plus throughout yes. the day if you're paying attention. So I was going to say that 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 was really helpful. As you even showed, I think at some point on the side the of the first screen, one, like yeah. here's my phone and stuff like here's what I'm doing and stuff like that. I think it was helpful. Yeah. So you, you kind of get an idea. So like there was somebody on WDD Magic forums that asked, can I see your video? Because I need to know how to use Genie Plus when I'm, when I'm park hopping. Because you go out there, there's nothing on YouTube anywhere where it says, how do I do use Genie Plus when I'm park hopping four parks, let alone three parks? And there's some on two, but it's, you know, you don't really, you get, you get that planning paranoia, like, how do I exactly use this? Yeah. And this might make you a little bit more comfortable. It's not that difficult. It's just very um, engaging, I guess is the right word to put it. Like, <laughs> you're spending all your mental energy doing it, like I talked about last week. So that being said, we're going to do the next two parks, two park days, and then I'm going to kind of review the resort and then maybe some of the dining stuff. If we yeah. have enough. Maybe I'll just ask as you're heading into this, knowing that you got you know a full Hollywood Studios day and you hit all the four parks already, it seemed like you got like a lot of attractions done. So how did that impact like your thought process going into the last two days? We'll be back after a quick break. Hey parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I mean, it, it affected my, my wife day two. She didn't want to go back at all. So we kind of – if you watch the video, she's like, let's not even go. I'm like, no, we got to hit all four parks. So what you'll find out today is – so the original plan for day three was going to be our Epcot day, right? We're going to spend the day doing – we wanted to hit up Remy's. We wanted to do food and wine and, and do it the right way and then end the day watching Harmonious for the first time. So that was our objective. But because I had hoppers – that meant that um, I had to use them. So I picked a park at random, like, where are we going to go from Epcot? Well, the Skyliner is super awesome and easy. 
Um, so let's go back to Hollywood Studios. And I got a reservation for Oga's at like four-ish or something else like that. Um, of course, my Disney brain is not really thinking about moving all over the place. And it was a little bit too late. But you'll once I go through the day, you can okay. see where, where that kind of changed. Now, to answer your question, um, I still was planning on doing Hollywood Studios. Um, I had even – actually, let me just go through the day because I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So we're super exhausted. But my wife is – like her primary objective for this trip was to get on Remy's, right? That's that's she, what she wanted to do. So like, okay. So we woke up at you know six fifty nine. What well, I'd wake up at six fifty nine. I got up six fifty nine. Hits raw. I'm getting ready. I get Remy's for nine forty, and then I get a Cosmic Rewind for eleven thirty. That's the individual Lightning Lane and virtual queues were now empty. Okay, so that was my priority. Priority though, it was Remy's uh, Lightning individual Lightning Lane and then virtual queue. So I hit two out of the three um, and I was pretty quick with it. I had it all set up. The tip board, um, I believe, screwed up on me. So I had to actually because <laughs> I had them pinned to the top. As soon as 7 a.m. hit, they all got erased for whatever reason. So I wasted precious seconds. Any case, um, the park opened at 830. So we were allowed in at eight. Um, so we were on. We got up. We we're on the Skyliner at 748 in the morning. Um and so my wife and I are discussing our day. Like, I don't really want to go to Hollywood Studios. I want to go back to the resort to kind of relax and kind of, you know, hit some, get the pool time, that type of thing. So I'm like, okay, we can do that. Um, but I really wanted to try yoga. And she's like, well, do you want me to, I was like, do you want me to cancel it? So I'm like, no, no, no. Okay, fine. So I was thinking about how, to, how do I cancel it? Because I couldn't cancel it the night before because we were having the same discussion because it was within the 24-hour period. Right, right. You, you can't call anybody. The chat is basically useless. Um, so I was going to go over to a guest experience booth and have them help me out with that type of thing. Um, that being said, she kept changing her mind. She's like, okay, we'll do it. I'm like, okay, if we're going there, I'm buying Rise. So at 7.56, I bought an individual lightning lane for Rise for later in the day. That kind of lined up perfectly. When we're, I think it was like at 5 o'clock or something. Okay. Like that. Um, so at 7.57, we got off the Skyliner and we tap in at 7.58. Just to give you an idea, we were on the Skyliner around 740. It's about a 10-minute Skyliner ride. It's awesome, right? That's one of the best things about Caribbean Beach, which you'll hear about later, is we got to Epcot right away, and it's nice and relaxing. It's all it's relatively quiet. You get a nice breeze, and you're just whew, off off you go to Epcot. So we get um, we get to Remy's at 8.05. The, the, we were able to get in a little – be able to just kind of walk. I think – I want to say we retapped in. It was like two minutes early. We were still letting people through. Mm -hmm. We literally walked right onto Remy's. So if the crowd that's nice because with the uh, the Skyliner you get in at the international gateway oh, entrance, yeah. which is like right there. Exactly. So if you want to make sure you want, you don't have Genie Plus, like because Epcot's really not worth it for Genie Plus. If you want to get it, make sure you take a Skyliner there. If you, even if you have to figure out how to get to um, Riviera or CBR or anything else, like get to the inter International Gateway because you're right on there. So anyway, we walk right on. It's literally about like a 200-yard walk. Get right onto Remy's. Remy's was amazing. I, I For an older ride, I guess, quote-unquote older ride, um, it was – it was. I mean, it, it has a lot of screens and a lot of actual elements to it. And I tell you what, right now, it, it felt like an amazing ride. It wasn't just like you're just staring at screens. It's like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, basically. It, it gets you fully enveloped uh, into the scene. Yeah, there's a few parts that it feels like you're just kind of stuck in looking at a screen. But overall, I think they did a good job of mixing screens with physical sets. And stuff. Yep. 
And, um, you know, with my review of Cosmic Rewind last episode and now Remy's, Epcot's in really good shape with two marquee rides. Yeah. They, hopefully, they keep adding and not replacing, but just adding more attractions to that park in some way or, or form yeah. factor. I mean, obviously, they've scaled back the plans from what they originally had. Mm-hmm. But you know, once they finish up that middle part and get the Moana Water Journey of Water between the festivals and those two new rides, you got a pretty solid park. I mean, it's not you know maybe everything we hoped for, but it's right. it, it's a really solid park now. I think. The only thing that the I missed going throughout this day, I'm going to preface this now, is I didn't see a lot of entertainment, right? Mm. Maybe I missed it. I wasn't really looking for it. But, um, you know, it always seems like I hit something where it's like the drummers in Japan or the mariachi band in Mexico or, you know, I didn't go into the uh, American Pavilion. So I don't know if the Voices of Liberty were, were going on. I did walk past... Um, one uh i forget who it was who was playing but there there was a ska band playing um you know on the on stage that's so i mean there was big bad voodoo daddy yes it was they yes. always get yep <laughs> that's they, they always get <laughs> so um that 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 was i i just it what didn't seem alive enough other than you know you go there and all the booths are closed obviously in the morning for food and wine it's just a little bit sad anyway we get on to remy's it takes uh remy's is over at 8:15 and then we immediately walk over to Frozen. We walk right onto Frozen. It was literally eight minutes by the time we walked on and got off. And remember, that's a very short ride when you think about it. Um, and then at eight forty-five, eight forty-eight, we went right onto Test Track, and we had about a it was about a forty-five minute wait that was posted at that point. Um, so this was the third attraction that we have waited over a half hour for. Now, if you remember, day one was Slinky Dog. Day two, it was Splash Mount in the evening. And now in day three, it's Test Track. This, this is the only way I was getting on. I wasn't going to do a lightning lane for four, five, six o'clock because A, I was probably not going to be there. And, and two, I want to do food and wine. I don't want to be waiting in line for attractions in the evening, right? So uh, with Test and Track. And at the end of the day, because it seems like at, at, at Epcot, the other rides don't get much of a wait. So, you know, if you spend have one long line, you know, for a day. That's not bad. Oh, right? that's great. No, you know, I mean, like, that's the reason why we did this, right? Yeah. So walking up through um, the World Showcase, we finally decided to cancel out everything at Hollywood Studios. We weren't hopping that day. So we went to the guest, guest experience booth. And I was like, I, we're not going over to Hollywood Studios. Can you help me cancel my reservations and my um, my individual lightning lane? He's like, no problem. Canceled the your ills. Money goes back. He's like, you sure you want to cancel Ogos? It's very hard to get. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'll I'll, I'll can't. <laughs> sure. I'm like, okay. Because what happened was I got a reservation for Space 220. I booked that around 9 o'clock because it popped up for reservations at 12.15. So I think it was 12.15. I just skipped through. Yeah, it was, about, it was right around 12 o'clock. And um, I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. I've been wanting to do this restaurant for a long time. The initial reservation. Um, um, reviews were not too bad. So I wanted to check it out. So that being said, 9.37, test track is done. So, okay, we're at, at some point... Um, oh, excuse me. We canceled Rise after we got done with test track. I should actually be reading my... <laughs> here. Uh, test track's done. Um, we went right, right, walked right onto the Grand Fiesta Tour because we haven't done that in quite some time. And that, obviously, that's just a walk, walk on. And it's really... The building's really cool. So we checked that out. Um, cancel Hollywood Studios because to answer your initial question, it was like we just we had done Hollywood Studios two days. The first day we were there for a solid six hours, yeah. and we've done everything. 
my wife doesn't want to do Indiana Jones stunt spectacular anymore because she did it already when she was like 16. She's like, I don't need to do it ever again. I'm like, but I've never done it. I've never, <laughs> but it doesn't really make a difference. I wanted to do the frozen sing along, but my wife didn't want to really do any kind of indoor kind of like show type things at that, at that point. So we didn't do that. Um, so there was really nothing left other than trying to get like, if we had gotten like tower of terror or slinky dog or rock and roller coaster, my wife could maybe have been persuaded to hop over and do that real quick. But you know, as much as she loves rise. And if you watch the video, she actually ranks the, 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 the rides at, um, Hollywood studios. We didn't have any of that. So she didn't want to walk over. She wasn't drinking that at all that trip, uh, alcoholic beverages. So, and she's not a huge star Wars fan. So to her, it was just going to be her sitting around kind of waiting for me to get my, <laughs> a drink and some giggles and type of thing. So anyway, we canceled that. Um, and then, um, we went and then used our Remy's, um, individual lightning lane. Um, and then at 10 30, I a got GD my plus, right. That, that was a GD plus now, right? Remy's. That was my first GD plus. Yep. yep. Lightning lane. Yep. Um, and then as soon as we tapped in for Remy's, I got frozen for one thirty. Um, again, I got, we got in and out of Remy's in about 17 minutes. Uh, so once Remy's was done, we got some crepes. We sat down, we had a coffee and some deliciousness from uh, France, and then we headed over to Guardians at 1140. That was our individual lightning lane that we had purchased, and um, we got one way or another by Blondie, which I thought was good, but wasn't as good as September. It just didn't seem like it vibed with the ride as much. But September, like it just, September just like hit like all everything like perfectly. So I'm like, I was really digging it. And then wasn't as good. I mean, it was good. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was awesome, but it wasn't as awesome. If you want to put it on some kind of awesome <laughs> scale, right? It's still on the awesome scale. It's just not as high. Um, and then we got out of Guardians and we made our way uh, to Space 220. And uh, I'll, I'll put my review right in here. Okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was a perfect reservation because as soon as we got in, it started raining. And as soon as we got out, it stopped raining. So it was like a perfect thing to do exactly that moment. So I don't regret it. Um, I didn't realize when I booked it that Space 220 is a prefix menu for lunch. And it's $55, I think, per adult. It is totally not worth the money at all. Do not go there for lunch. The food is decent. I mean, I had... um, uh, a palm frite. The steak was good. It was it was cooked to perfection. It tasted. It was very yummy, um, but not for that money that I spent. We got two appetizers that were actually pretty good that my wife could eat because she's a vegetarian. Um, I guess her main course was some like corn based pasta or something that she was like, "It's pasta. It was good, but it wasn't like, why am I spending fifty five dollars yeah. on this lunch type of good?" Um, so. I don't think there's any value for the food there. And I think you can still get like a lounge reservation where you could just have like a drink and a snack almost there. Yeah, they have the lounge where it's not the prefix. And I'm to be honest, I'm still confused if you can do the reservation for that or just the walk up. I don't up think or, so. Yeah. So that being said, the room itself was like kind of cool. But the screen is actually really boring. It does not feel like you're in space, in my opinion. It feels like you're watching a screen with some stuff floating by. Like you're watching a gallery screen it did not feel like a um a space station or anything else like that the sounds there were too, too zen for me like this is this is like we think this is what a, a spaceship should sound like and it just didn't and um i was pretty let down yeah. that being said 
if the money does not bother you or you can get an access to the lounge, it's definitely worth like one and done. Yeah. I was so, going to say, cause we did that as well back in October and I, I, I felt like we, we did lunch as well. I, I didn't mind spending the money we did to do it once. It's like the, the perfect definition of a one and done. I'm glad I experienced it. I think the food is good enough that I don't tell people to avoid it. Um, we enjoyed our food, but yeah, it's not worth the money. So it's not, unless they change it up and start adding more action going on and showing the earth actually, you know, like the clouds don't even move on the earth no. and stuff like that. So it feels very static. Um, you know, it's good. It's just expensive and it's, you know, it's a one and done. I think that's the best that's, thing that's, to say it. I'm on the edge with that, right? Because I don't think I could recommend it based on the price. The value to me is just not there with the experience. Yeah. However, if you can swallow that price tag and that doesn't bother you as much, it's it's definitely worth I guess for, that one. Like for dining at Disney, I always want to go for more unique things versus just mm-hmm. a place that has good food. Yep. So for me, the uniqueness of this, like, you know, there's nowhere else like this to eat. So I think that's why I can justify the price once. But yeah. I mean, that's fair. And I think I was telling myself that when I, when I was coming <laughs> off. Um, maybe it's because I've done it already that I'm like, I'm done with it. I, it's, you know, I, I spent the money. Um, I certainly wouldn't do it with a family of like four or something else like that. I think you could take that 200 plus dollars and um, either have a better meal in another unique place or, you know, because we were actually contemplating the night before to see if we can get um, – be our guest dinner because we haven't been there since they went to a, a prefix menu was it three years ago three and a half years ago so um we were i was like ah, oh, we don't want to spend the money on a dinner i'm like well we just spent almost the same amount of money for lunch we probably had a better better meal at be our guest so that's kind of the thing i'm, I'm kind of yeah in the back of my i'm kicking myself for um that being said we got out of space 220 around one o'clock and at that point i booked a um virtual queue for uh, for cosmic rewind for 7:30 okay so at that point um we head back down to frozen to use my individual lightning excuse me lightning lane genie plus for frozen so we did that the second time and then at 220 we head back to the resort so between 220 and 6 o'clock we just kind of got into bathing suits we went to the pool we hung out it was nice and relaxing then it started raining a little bit so we went to the banana cabana and just kind of sat there, had a couple of drinks. Um, I don't think we did any food, but we just kind of enjoyed the banana cabana. Yeah, I think it's a nice drink menu. They have some good appetizers too, and it's just kind of a, a chill place. And and it's, I think I skip people in line because I just walked up to the bar to grab a drink as my wife was kind of just like kind of lounging. I, I I saw a line kind of lining up. I thought it was a line to get like sit have it be seated at a table. Oh. <laughs> but apparently it's a line to go to the bar. To yeah, if you're drink, getting the to-go stuff, because that. that's where I've been in that line several times where I'm yeah. getting drinks to go sit at the pool. Um, so, yeah, you might have skipped all those people. I'm like, whoops. But, I'm <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen that before, so I, I didn't wasn't really expecting it. In any case, yeah, it's it's wide open. It's an awesome bar. It's not a chintzy bar. they got great tables there. You have a great view of the pool. The bartenders were awesome. So, um, yeah, I, I, I highly recommend it. And I'll talk about Caribbean beach as a whole, um, yeah. kind of wrapping up everything in a little bit, but yeah, so we, we, it was, it was a nice four hour chill time and I'm becoming a convert Phil of, <laughs> um, a, a middle of the day, um, relaxation break from the parks. Like I, I used to be, you know, go nuts, go parks, you know, open to close. But now I'm like, you know what? There's, it's just too crowded. There's too many people 
there's not enough to do in the parks and four hours in the middle to kind of just take a breath and talk about your day and what you want to do for the evening. I think it's valuable. Yeah. yeah. I got to say, that's one thing I'm thinking of for planning for our December trip is because we did get genie plus for every day and we're you know prepared to pay for individual lightnings, but even for like animal kingdom where you probably don't need it. If we can crank through everything quicker, yep. it, it better allows for that midday break. That that's I, people say it's not worth Animal Kingdom at all, but you're not going to get the ride value of it, but you'll get the time value yeah. out of it. So <laughs> you're using Genie Plus to get through the park faster, which might you might think back like, why did I spend another extra hour walking around and enjoying myself? But you were sitting by the pool with a delicious beverage, exactly. Otherwise, so what would you <laughs> rather do? Type of thing. Um, and and it's funny, my wife. Now, this is something that we're going to talk about in the shows to come. My wife wants to plan another weekend down to Disney in September. Oh, wow. But more of like stay off property, drive down, go for two park days and come back. Like nothing crazy. Just you two again or, or with the kids? All with the whole family. whole family. So maybe and with Grammy too, my mom. So we're thinking about like she's pulled up a bunch of different places that are like uh, in like Bonnet Creek or something else okay. like that. And I forget which one is. There's a couple ones that sleep six to eight. Mm-hmm. And the price, guess what the price for, uh, this was four nights, five days, I think. Um, guess the per night fee for that, late late September. Give me, late give September me for six, six to eight, eight. Yeah, probably at, at, at the Bonnet Creek. I don't know which one. There was a several different. But it was one of the ones in that area that's like it, basically on property. Yep. Yeah, so that was probably 275, 300 nights. So it goes 258. Okay. And that to me, I'm like. That is nuts. Like you're you're getting a cool resort and you're paying half the cost of what what you would get with Disney. And we have our car, so we can just go park and do whatever we want to do. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we'll talk about Disney Fever down the road and how, <laughs> um, how I just can't believe how my wife does. like she tours. She loves Disney so much, but she tours so much differently. Her mentality, our mentalities are completely different when it comes to this type of thing. Anyway, um, at there, so there, there's uh, some thunderstorms going through, and this is one of the things that I did not like about Caribbean Beach Resort, and this is going to tie into some of the other things um, about it. So the Skyliner was down mm-hmm. because of thunder, and you know we got to the bus stop around five because if if typically if you guys didn't know if you're at a Skyliner Resort you do not have any buses to Hollywood Studios or Epcot like they're gone, but they put out extra ones when the Skyliner's down so you can get to the resort. At five o'clock, we um, we waited at the bus stop for an hour to get a bus to Epcot, and it never came. The Skyliners opened back up, and we just ran over and got the Skyliner and, and went back to Epcot. Um, the issue is, we saw four buses for Animal Kingdom, we saw a handful of buses to Magic Kingdom, we saw three buses to Hollywood Studios, and no buses to Epcot. I was calling people. I was asking the uh, the bus drivers, "Can you radio in and just yeah. kind of mention about Epcot that type of thing?" And um, I think it might have been because we were staying in Jamaica, which is on the other side of proper of the property. I think Epcot buses might be were getting a little full. Oh, that, that and yeah, so they might have come to the resort but not got to your stop. Yeah, so who knows? Um, that being said, at seven o'clock we arrive at Epcot. Which I was really disappointed because we lost basically an hour of eating and drinking and <laughs> But we got our fill though, so we you know just to kind of brief. I'm not going to do a food food review of um, 
food and wine, there's plenty of people that do better with pictures and, and prices and everything else. Just to say, I went to Brazil. I've got I got cheese bread and a margarita, but it wasn't called a margarita. It was called something else, but it was still de- delicious. Um, Japan had these chicken buns that were absolutely phenomenal. Like you need if you like chicken and like like a like a like a uh, the bun is basically a, a noodle type of thing. Um, it was, was it the awesome. bao bun type thing or yeah. the soft bun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those soft are bun. Um, and I got a pilsner from Japan. It was kind of delicious. Um, I've got my wife and I got the two different types of gnocchi. The there's like a cheese one that was vegetarian, and there was another one with um, bacon on it. Obviously, I had the one with bacon on it. I had the sangria also, which was quite lovely. Um, and then we went over to the Indian. Um, pavilion yeah and we've had a lot of indian food apparently this trip because we were at sanaa and skipper's canteen has like a flavor of like like an indian type food Mm -hmm. or or north africa type food um so we had the samosas were actually absolutely phenomenal and i think they were well worth the price um because you got two big ones and it was was good great for a snack i'm hearing a lot of good positivity about the india booth this year it seems to be a fan favorite did you listen? I, I'm assuming you listened to the uh, Disney Dish mm-hmm. uh, this morning, where um, Christina was, was said her number one was the paneer from the India booth, yep. and we had that, and that was absolutely phenomenal. Yep. So um, she definitely has some good taste. So that that being said, we just did that for seven hours. We did shopping. We went around. Um, we just didn't hit up uh, the UK or Canada, but we hit up all the other different pavilions, um, and then. Um, we sat and we watched Harmonious. And my goodness, is that not a phenomenal show? Everybody, I don't know why anybody hates on Harmonious. Um, it is, is fantastic. So here's my hot take, right? Because we were talking to our friend Zach. He met us for Harmonious. There's pictures in Discord. We were finally met in person. <laughs> um, he is taller than I thought. And he was, <laughs> he's about, he, I'm six one. He might've been same height or if, if not like an inch taller than me at that yeah, point. I think he's, he's like six, two, six, three. He's a little right. taller than me. Yeah. And, um, I never realized that, that not because he looks small or short on, he, cause I've always said him like sitting down, like, mm-hmm. in like podcasts, like you can't tell how tall I am by looking at like, you know, my shoulders and above on the screen. Anyway. Uh, he's awesome. We, so we were sitting there chatting for like, you know, a good hour, hour and a half. And then after the show, we walked around, uh, world showcase as he was heading to the, um, the entrance to the, the park. And we kind of just did a one final lap around case <laughs> and went back to the skyliner and head back. So anyway, here's my hot take on harmonious. Everybody hates the barges, right? Everybody's looking, Oh, they're terrible. They're terrible. They're terrible. They're destroying the looks. I don't think so. I think they look awesome. And here's why. Right, because you have to don't do not trust the opinion of a Epcot veteran when looking at this, right? Because you've got previous shows, previous looks. You're competing against nostalgia and old pictures that you used to take with your dad when you were a kid, and you can't take them anymore because they're in the way. And a million and one things that have changed, right? That these barges kind of interfere with, if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. But take a step back. And go look at all the other kids that are walking around the showcase that are about eight, nine, ten years old. And they look into the middle of the water and they see this monstrous contraption. And they're like, what is that? It's a big giant ring. You got all the taco things kind of flying all over the place. And you're like, what is that? And you don't know. Like, I don't I don't know what it is. Or it's, oh, it's part of the show tonight. And your, your mind starts working. Like, 
what is that? And you you see it from all angles, right? Because you're walking constantly around it, maybe take a boat past it or something else like that. And then the night gets um, old, the, the, the sun goes down, the torches flare up, the announcements start, and all of a sudden this monstrous mechanical thing turns into something of beauty, right? The arms are swinging around. It's got color. It's got fireworks shooting out of it. Um, and it's just this gorgeous thing just comes to life. And in the imagination of a child that's been staring at this thing all day, walking around Epcot to finally realize why it's there, how, how, how can you not sit there with child wonderment of this invention of man that puts out color and sound and explosions and all this other stuff it's a phenomenally well done show and i cannot anybody that says all the barges need to go i'm like well you know what you're an adult now it's time (laughs) to you know either accept it or see through the eyes of a child which is what it's designed for and anybody that wants to say the barges need to go they're an eyesore or whatever i'm like you know what you need to relax and realize the beauty of these things for what they are now, you can certainly at me on Twitter, jdodge80, if you think otherwise, but I think I'm right here with this one. What, what, what do you think? I think that's a hot take to say that they're a positive during the day. Um, and that, that of course it know, is. I think that's an interesting take. And I get what you're saying about the kids. I know even my kids, we, you know, we were talking about them a lot, and they're like, oh, look, it's the tacos and the Stargate and stuff. Right. Um, I still think they're you see them from the side and stuff. They're kind of ugly. So, but I don't think it's nearly as bad as most people make it out to be. Like I didn't even notice them half the time. You know, it's only certain angles. You even really see them and stuff. And I love harmonious. So I think it's more than worth the trade off. So um, I, I get, I mean, I, I think that's been a hot take for most people, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for you to say it's even good during the day is. Uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not that. saying that they're like, they're phenomenal for being there, right? right. Like, oh, there's a million things that could have looked better sitting if okay. you had yeah, something yeah. in the lake, right? I mean, like, I'm not saying these are beautiful pieces of art that need to be looked at and admired from afar type yeah. of thing. No, I'm not. But because you're, it's, it's a, to me, it's a storytelling element almost. It kind of, this kind of dinged on me, like, when I was watching the show, I'm like, you know, you're staring at these beastly things that you have these mechanical contraptions that you have no idea what they do, right? I mean, you just you just don't. They, yeah. they don't look pretty. They don't look functional. They look silly. It's a big giant hoop, right? Like, what do these things do? But from that ugliness comes the show, and it's a mechanical marvel on how they work, right? I mean, it it is a great show. I think that's a a cool story to tell, especially mm-hmm. at Epcot. When we are celebrating inventions and mechanical wonders and the wonders of life and all this other stuff, I think it's it's something you know. Unfortunately, no. you couldn't make yeah. them look good and blend better. I mean, like yes, yeah. Well, they had that, for that plan for the fountains and stuff like that, which didn't work. Uh, At least they've been remember. turning them on and putting like images and stuff on them during the yes. day, which my kids are like, "Oh, look, something new happened and stuff." So, but yeah. I mean, but that's my take, and and yeah. and, and my wife loved it. Um, because there were no crowds because they're all evenly you know dispersed around the um the park yeah and with her one negative i do think about the show is i still wish the middle like the the stargate was 360 Mm because i do still feel like it gives you there are better views from the ends versus illuminations which was kind of the same no matter where you are but we watch from japan and we had we had a pretty good time with that and and yes like it there's 
definitely a severely lesser show if you're doing it from like whatever the east west area of 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 the of the lake. Yeah. Um so that that was our day. I mean it was pretty relaxing, right? We got a 4-hour break in the middle of the day. We ended it with fireworks. We got back to our resort by like 10:30 or so. Um but you know what? It was it was a nice slow day. The only thing I did not like was we were getting late. I was looking forward to just a better leisurely stroll through the park and spending more money mm-hmm. on food. But, um, you know, we didn't quite make it to Mexico to get that margarita that I was eyeing all day long. So, um, but it is what it is. You got to, you got to work on your feet or play. Um, now you got uh, something to feet. focus on for the September trip now, I guess. Oh, no, <laughs> no. Um, don't want to spend that much money on on the September trip. I'm, I'm focused on the uh, the December, December trip. trip. My, we'll talk about. I was going to talk about other stuff. We'll talk about scheduling and stuff like that on, on another show. So that was our Saturday. That was our third day there. Um, and then our fourth day was our monorail tour uh, day. So a full day at Magic Kingdom with a five or six hour break um, in the middle to go to the Contemporary. Polynesian, uh, Grand Floridian, and then back to the park. We have a dessert party scheduled for Seats and Treats, which is not the after party, which is not the uh, pre-party, pre-show party. It was the actual viewing party, uh, which I would highly recommend to everybody if they had if they want to spend the money on that. I think it was like $110 per adult. Yeah, I think the, uh, the pre-party and the after party ones are $100 for an adult. And then the one you got, I think, is $120. Something like that, yeah. Which, um, unfortunately, now two of my kids are Disney adults, which makes that ooh, a lot harder. I would <laughs> not recommend that for the party. It's not worth $500, $600 out of my pocket to go. I would never pay that. But if it's just you and one other person, 200 we did, bucks. We did one years ago when it was like $40 a person or something. And it was like, this is the best $40 I've ever oh, spent. Oh, absolutely. You know, like- so I'll, I'll get to that once we get there. So let me just pull up my notes for Sunday. Okay, so if you recall, the as I mentioned at the top of the show, thunder, hail, and rain hit us on Thursday at the Magic Kingdom. I did have an individual lightning lane purchased for Mine Train uh, because the, the ride was down, and then when the night was drawing to a close, we went to the town square, and the awesome cast member gave us a anytime Mine Train individual lightning lane for Sunday. So we had that in our back pocket. We could use it whenever we wanted. So keep that in mind. I did not book any other individual lightning lanes for that day because we weren't going to any other parks. And I wasn't too sure if I could purchase a second mine train one for that day. Didn't want to spend the money on it anyway. So what I did was at 7 a.m. because I knew the spiciest uh, Genie Plus to get that day is the Jungle Cruise. Yep. Um, I booked Jungle Cruise for 9.15. And it was That's a good job. Perfect, right? Uh, I'm a pro after three days of <laughs> strangling Genie Plus, I knew what to do. Boom, Jungle Cruise was done. Um, my first thought was when you're doing your tip, setting up your tip board, because if you didn't know, if you go to My Disney Day, you can then select any any number of um, Genie Plus options. And you they, they now on your tip board they are at the top, so you don't have to scroll all the way down because they're in alphabetical order. They just kind of hang up at the top and, and they're pinned. However, I before I was picking like about four of them. Now I'm like, I don't even care. I'm picking out the one or the two that I'm getting the individual lightning lane and the regular lightning lane that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. So jungle cruise book for nine 15, which was perfect. So at nine at seven 52, we're on the bus to magic kingdom. Um, 
And then um, we, I didn't record what time I got there. It's usually around about a 17 minute drive. We walked right in. We walked right up Main Street. We didn't, we didn't wait for any food, or I think we might have done one picture um, because we were lining up for rope drop for Peter Pan at 8:30. So I think we got there maybe 10 minutes before the official rope drop in that section. The rest of the park wasn't too bad, but it was mobbed by Tomorrowland, mobbed right. by. Fantasyland. My wife did not like the crowds and getting smushed in there. Um, I didn't like it. And then it was basically, she said, it was like, I feel like I'm online at Walmart on Black Friday because it was just a stampede of people, um, which is unfortunate. So anyway, we she wanted to do Pan. That was one of her primary objectives for the park. And I was not getting a lightning lane for Peter Pan. So let, let's rope drop it. And she was all she was all about it. We got the line wasn't in the in the queue yet but it, it will wrap all the way up and down towards Harbor house and then all the way kind of doubling back. Wow. By the time it kind of went in, it just kind of all the, 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 the queue sucked. Everybody. That's what happens in the morning. Cause they haven't opened up the queues. So it's Correct. just like, I remember we did that for mine train and it looked like this is like a four hour line, but it's just because yep. the queue space hadn't been opened yet. So we're online at eight thirty five. We get off of Peter Pan at eight fifty nine. So the, the wait was actually maybe like 15, 20 minutes at most. Um, at that, at that point we got off pan and then we went to, um, jungle cruise at nine ten. again, here's the, here's the trick. Everybody needs to realize getting in at, especially at magic kingdom, getting into a line and dinging in allows you to book the next lightning lane. If you're out of your two hour window, right? So we don't have any other, we didn't have any lightning lanes. We either we wait or till, um, 11 o'clock because the park open was at nine. Uh, but because at nine ten we can immediately book another one. So you can have, you can get into an attraction five minutes early. If you go to the cast member and you're ten, five minutes over five minutes, sometimes they let you in. Sometimes they don't probably not so much earlier in the day when there's a lot of people getting in, yeah. but by two, three o'clock, you can kind of put on a smile and ask, please, please. And they usually just let you in because they're, they're, it's not really too big of a deal. Uh, unless you're, we never, we never try to get in past 10 minutes early. So, um, in any case, you can get on lightning lanes later too. There's almost a 15 to 25 minute grace period for getting on attractions. So keep that in mind too, when you're park hopping, if you don't know exactly when you're going to get there, you still have an extended window after that hour. Yeah. Which you'll, I believe that the official message to cast members is 15 minutes, but like same situation, probably if you're, you know, 18 minutes or 21 minutes, you know, it's up to their discretion. So that being said, once we got off of uh, once we uh, tagged tapped in for cruise, uh, I booked Splash for twelve ten, and this is the one that was I thought I was getting ten thirty, and I was very <laughs> excited about that. Uh, but it was twelve ten at nine twenty five. Jungle Cruise was over, and then what we decided to do is we went to Main Street, we went to uh, Starbucks, which I hate that it's there. I should it should be the Main Street Bakery again. Uh, but we got some iced teas and some breakfast sandwiches. And then we sat down in front of Casey's and at um, 9.50, took us about 20 minutes to get our food. And then we just sat down and we were just staring at the castle, having a conversation, not talking, taking in the sights and the smells. It's not very crowded if you want to sit in front of the ice cream shop or Casey's um, and have have a, a light meal. I would suggest that if you're not kind of going crazy in the morning for rides, it's a good good place to go, especially if you have a, a window inside your lightning lanes where you can't do anything instead of going and you know getting into a line and waiting for a half hour to 40 minutes. Why don't you take a break and just sit down and have a snack if your kids will allow you to? <laughs> 
Uh, that being said, at 9.50, we, we ate. Um, at 10.07, we did the People Mover. Carousel of Progress was closed at that time. We did Dumbo at 10.30 because we had missed it the day before. Right. Uh, we did Barnstormer. We both looked ridiculous getting into the <laughs> but we did it. It was a walk-on. Uh, we did Mermaid again. Um, this time we did a live um, stream to my uh, oldest daughter during out the whole ride because we missed her. And she was missing mommy, so she got to do the ride with um, over the phone. The internet quality wasn't very good, but it kind of worked. Um, then we went over towards uh, – we were going to make our way towards Splash for the 12 to 12.10. So we did um, – we were starting to walk over. And I was like, let's do the Country Bear Jamboree. My wife's like, I don't want to do it. It's stupid. I'm like, no, no, no. We have to do it. So we did Country Bear. Um, the sound levels are still off like they were back in September of last year. So you can't – sometimes this music is louder than the actual performance. So it's tough to hear. So they got to work on that a little bit. And then as soon as we get out of Country Bear, it's 11.50, and it's time for the Festival of Fantasy um which is right where it comes out so it's that's the beginning of the parade route and it was perfect timing i didn't think that we were going to get a chance to see this because we were going to go grab lunch but anyway uh we we sat there for the whole parade the dragons breathing fire i'm a happy man i got to see that again um and nobody beats a good disney parade i mean the the fact that they don't have one of these in the evening is a crime but um, that's a story for another day um that thing because you've seen it before right was it noticeable that they have fewer like performers now or did it not really hit you and you just kind of enjoyed no, it for a while? it was great. i i was i was streaming it to my youngest daughter i was like showing her all the princesses and stuff like that we snow white and all the seven dwarves you have rapunzel you have mickey Minnie at the end you had uh anna elsa and naveen and tiana kind of like in that rotating mm-hmm. type of thing like they're on either side of a, a, a wall um you had the Fab Five at the end. I mean, it's. I don't. I guess it's not as long. I. I just don't remember how long it was. Yeah, I mean, the the section that cut is the Merida part, and then there's just less like not characters, but like the dancers, the performers, and stuff like you don't, that. You don't need that. I mean, like you, you, the your eyes are on the characters anyway, right? Um. So, I mean, a bigger parade is great. But I don't think it's absolutely necessary. And I think Disney knows that. But it was really fun. They had the entertainers were great. You saw all the characters, and um, uh, the, it just didn't feel. I guess you're right. It just I I didn't even consider this when I was I was watching it. But it was not as full. I yeah, exactly. Well, that's right? exactly what it is. Yeah. But I didn't notice it at the time. So I, I guess Disney knows what they're doing. I suppose. Um, at twelve twenty five, we get in line for Splash. So we have that lightning lane that we're doing, and then. Um, now I have to start stacking for the for the uh, evening, right? Because it is a Sunday and it's not going to be as busy. So that means the Genie Pluses aren't going as fast. All the return times are for like current times, like one thirty or no later than 3. So I'm like, okay, here's the issue. I can't just go on Splash and relax and go to, go to lunch. I have to constantly be scrolling on my phone. <laughs> What are the return times? What are the return times? Because God forbid I don't have a lightning lane for when we get back to Magic Kingdom right away, right? So, again, of course, uh, my anxiety is going up. I'm like, I got to do this. I'm Not my anxiety. Don't get me wrong. I know what I need to do, but this is the one thing I keep caring about. This is what I have to do. This is what I have to do. So um, we get off a of splash at 105. Um, we got stuck on splash, by the way. Um, you know that last drop before you get into the uh, the laughing place where Br- 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 Rabbit is kind of kind of popping up and he kind of laughs at you 
and Briar Fox is kind of um, like pushing the bear into the a cubby hole type of thing. And there's just like it's like probably the biggest drop before the last one. Um, we got stuck there for a good 20 minutes and that rabbit was just laughing at us the whole time. <laughs> and we were literally right at the precipice. So when the ride went off, we were just all of a sudden it was just like, here we go. Boom. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Now, I don't I've been on this ride so many times. I never realized maybe it's different because we we remarked on this on our nighttime um uh our, our nighttime ride. It's dark in there. And there's no lights whatsoever. I mean, we went down into the laughing place and it was pitch dark. Yeah, there's very dark. And I always thought there was some kind of light so you can kind of see as you go through, but it was it was literally There's just black light for like lighting up the colors and stuff and maybe they weren't all working. I guess nothing's working because it was like, it was super dark, which was kind of cool. But I was, I was, I thought there was some, not like lights going down, but like enough hint of a light so you can see the end of the drop as Mm -hmm. you're kind of going through, but you couldn't. So maybe I'd always miss that. I don't know. That being said, we got off of the ride at 105 and we had a reservation for Steakhouse 71 at the Contemporary. So we beelined it over there. We we are I think our reservation was like one twenty. We got there at one thirty. They were not an issue. Getting in a little bit late, and um, let me tell you, Steakhouse seventy one is amazing. And we were there for lunch. The prices weren't bad. I had a twenty dollar hamburger, right, and it was worth every single penny. It was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, my wife had the vegetarian uh, Wellington. Yep. Mushroom Wellington. I forget what they call it. Is it a mushroom Wellington? I think they call it the vegetarian Wellington. There you go. Um, now, my wife's not one to like eat things, scrape her plate clean when she's out because very few places actually do vegetarian food well because it's usually like a black bean burger or it's a salad or it's some kind of, you know, blah type of thing that's just kind of something on the side. She did not speak. solid 10 to 15 minutes as she ate her meal she was it it was absolutely delicious i had she she able was she gave me a little piece (laughs) and um she she liked it tremendously the fact that we found a non-character dining restaurant um that she actually loved says a lot for this place i think granted we haven't tried a lot of the upscale restaurants there because we've always had kids with us so um she enjoyed it tremendously. So I, I give all the recommendations to go to Steakhouse 71 when you're on property. You don't have to worry about dressing fancy or anything else. Everybody's coming and going, you know, coming from the park and going mm-hmm. back. Thing. Um, but it, but it's great. There's some really cool photos in the place. Take your time to kind of look at some of the, like, some of the other stuff because it's obviously 71. That's when the Magic Kingdom was open. So um, it, it's yeah, there's cool. a lot of pictures of even like, like the building of Walt Disney World, like mm-hmm. clearing yep. the land and all that sort of stuff. It's great. It, it, it's it's really good, um, and then we mid meal at one forty five. I was able to book a lightning lane finally for the evening. I knew I wanted to get back to the parks around six o'clock, so I was I had to wait for like a good fifteen minutes to, for the last lightning lane to tick from like four forty to five o'clock. So <laughs> we eventually hit five, and I got um, I got a lightning lane for five p.m. for Space Mountain. I thought that was perfect. Um, so we, we went around and then we went from the contemporary, went over to the Polynesian, we walked around, we checked it out and we had to get online to put our names in for Trader Sam's. Now there's no reservation you can book. There's nowhere you can go. You have to show up that day. Apparently you had to line up around one thirty two o'clock 
to put your name on a list to get in at three. And uh, I did not know this, but um, so we ended up sitting on the grotto, which is just like their deck behind the bar uh, or outside the building. And we just sat, had a beautiful view of the Grand Floridian and the water. We just sat and had a snack and, you know, something to drink. We hung out for about an hour and a half, a little bit longer than my wife wanted to. But I really wanted to get into Trader Sam's. And after about an hour, she's like, oh, I don't want to wait anymore. I'm like, but we're so close. <laughs> so we ended up going in. If you haven't been to Trader Sam's, it's a really fun place. Um, I had just seen a TikTok of a bartender that was kind of making fun of people, somebody for driving all the way from somewhere just to order a Bud Light at Trader Sam's. <laughs> and uh, I was telling the bartender that and he's like, oh, he's right over here. So the guy from the TikTok that got millions of views is like right over here. He comes, says hello and he takes care of us. It was really <laughs> cool. Um, so we had, a, we had a bite to eat, a couple of drinks, and then my wife was all into it. She got her own tiki mug drink thing where with a glowing ice cube why she spent the money on that i don't know but um it's really cool to have that glass now i guess <laughs> or a plastic mug um so we went from there we hopped on the monorail to go over to the grand floridian and we didn't have enough time to have sit down and have tea or something else that she wanted to do and my wife's looking around she loves the style victorian type style of uh, that's inside and she's like we should have come here first and i'm like all right next time we'll do that but we went in to see the, the Enchanted Rose, and she really loved the, the new look in there. Uh, we got our pictures taken with Cinderella's slipper. There was a photo pass in there, which I've, I wasn't expecting, but it was, we got some cool pictures. Um, we walked around to a couple shops, and then we went right on the monorail back to the Magic Kingdom. And uh, what did we got? We got back to the Magic Kingdom at... Uh, we said... Trader Sam's at 5 o'clock, ran flitting in at 5.40. And at 5.45, two hours after I booked Thunder um, – no, excuse me. Let me back up to my, my Genie Pluses here. Mm-hmm. 1.45 was Space for 5 o'clock. At 3.45, I booked Thun- Thunder Mountain for 6.50. And at 5.45, I booked the Lightning for Pooh for sometime in the next hour, right? So we get back to the park right around 6. We beeline it for Space Mountain because we're about to uh, miss it. And uh, 606 Space Mountain, we went from Space Mountain to Carousel of Progress, Carousel of Progress all the way over to Thunder Mountain After Thunder at 7.03. Then we did Mine Train at 7.20, off at Mine Train at 7.29. Um, at that point, I booked Peter Pan for 10 after 10. Um, then we did Winnie the Pooh, and at 7.45, we got off. And then we lined up at 7. Uh, 7.56, we lined up for treats and seats because I think they ask you to be there 40, 40 to 60 minutes before fireworks to get lined up. So we just did a nice line and they gave us some bands saying that we're over 21. And let me tell you, for 120 bucks, we had all these... I mean, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say they're good and definitely not bad, but they were delicious, like your typical catered kind of like you know, desserts that you would see at like a wedding or something else like that, right? They weren't bad. They didn't like, they're not some fancy blow you off, blow your socks off type of desserts, but they're certainly delicious. And I ate many of them, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> don't get me wrong. They're, they're, they're good, but they're not like super fancy stuff, right? It's your typical catered kind of desserts. Um, they had cheese and they had um, like some bread that you can kind of eat as like a salty kind of dessert. And um, bottles of wine and champagne and beer and, you know, coffee, tea, juices, whatever you might think of. And it's right on Tomorrowland Terrace. So if you don't know where that is, so if everybody knows where the purple wall is, uh, Tomorrowland Terrace is right there. That's basically where we sat. 
Now, I don't know another place where I could put my feet up at the Magic Kingdom with a glass of wine in one hand and watching Enchantment at the same time is something that's also worth $120. <laughs> don't get me, not being able to crunch up and be able to just kind of leisurely have a couple of snacks and watch the fireworks is also is, is phenomenal. Now, I have to say the viewing angle from there is not too bad. You miss like kind of like the bottom half of the castle or the bottom third of the castle. And the only other thing, the sound quality is not great because yeah. it's not built for being directing sound to that space. And you get a little bit of an echo going across uh, two different sets of speakers. So you, there's like a split second delay between the two. So it's a little bit, a little echoey. That being said, it was still awesome to watch the show. Now, my thought on Enchantments, this is my first time watching it live, is this is a really bad show. The <laughs> pyro is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Pyro is great. Castle projections are really cool. There's just no story. And I don't, I, granted, I only was able to see a couple of the corners of the projections on Main Street. I missed a lot of them. Which is I, I don't I don't mind that, but like there's no story. There's nothing like compelling to keep me watching throughout the show. Like I got I got bored and and at one point not bored, but like my my phone buzzed and I took it out to look at what time it was and what who text messaged me or something else like that. If this was happily ever after, I would have never have done that because I would have been completely engaged in the show. Yeah. So I was very disappointed with Enchantment. If I go again, when I go again in December, if we were to go in September. I would make sure the kids got to see the show, but other than that, I don't think there's any reason to really stay for that that fireworks because you can see the fireworks from anywhere in the park. Um, I don't think there's any compelling reason to, to see the show. What do you, What do you think, Phil? I mean, is that is that? Yeah, I think that's fairly like accurate. I think it, I think it's a solid show. It just it's definitely not as engaging, or it it doesn't have the heart, for lack of a better word, of yeah. like happily ever after. I think if this came before happily ever after. We'd probably be like, oh, that's a pretty good show. And then like Happily Ever After is like, oh, this is better. But like replacing Happily Ever After and being earmarked as like the 50th show and stuff, it just really failed to deliver. Uh, forget about the 50th section, right? Let's take away the disappointment of the 50th and those expectations. Just like a fireworks show to a fireworks show, right? Yeah. Pyro, I think, is equivalent, right? Phenomenal job with the pyro. It, it's, it looks really cool. There's just... The show itself, I mean, I know this is old hat. People have watched it on the internet yeah. a million times, right? But in person, I was like, maybe maybe like it gets you in the feels being there and the sights, the smells, the sounds. That's a, it, it just didn't have any effect to me. And it's not because I had several adult beverages at Season Treats, right? I was a very sober person watching the fireworks show and just not being engaged by it, which yeah. is unfortunate. So yeah. that leads me to believe that Happily Ever After is definitely coming back. I, I yeah. have to. The, 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 that was the other <laughs> another news item was uh, Jordan Fisher tweeted out about. I saw that. Yeah. Disney, can you bring back Happily Ever After? And for those of you who don't know who that is, he is the male singer in the the song that's in Happily Ever After. Yeah. So he hopefully has some pull or some sway or maybe leaving the the mouse crumbs for. for yeah. For well, I mean that that's another thing. I like the singers for Enchantment. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to disparage anybody that um, their, their work that they put together. But it seems like the two people that were singing the show weren't singing in the same room. It's like they recorded separately and they kind of just got spliced together. Yeah. It seems anyway, let's move on. So we, we did the fireworks, we got done. And then after the fireworks, we um, at nine 33, I booked pirates for the same time. So we just hopped right over to pirates after the fireworks, because I had to get my taste of pirates <laughs> more time. 
um, after at nine, and then we got done at nine fifty seven. Uh, at nine fifty seven, we booked Haunted Mansion. We did Haunted Mansion, and then it was time to go. We still had Peter Pan for. Um, Oh, I think we canceled Peter Pan at that point because we weren't going to make it. We ended up doing some of the other things. And then at, at, um, at, we got off at Hunted Mansion at 1043, which is right before the park was closing. They were announcing uh, fireworks at 11 o'clock. My wife said, let's go and beat the madness leaving the park. Now, let me tell you something else. Um, double fireworks, parks open to 11. On the surface, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We thought it might be a great time to go on extra rides. Yeah. How The place is swamped. The park is not a good place to be <laughs> during these events. And it's because it's it's not only is it mobbed, but it's dark. It's at, you're tired and it's at the end of the day and you have just more and more frustrated people that are trying to get to do things. Right. Not that there was I, weren't, I didn't see any fights or anything crazy like that. That's being posted. You know, that's happened twice in the last couple of days. But like, you know, when the parks are at night, I expect like just like a, a little bit of a slower tempo. And people winding down their days. This was just everybody there raring to go. It was basically like one o'clock on a on a Magic Kingdom day, like where that's like at eight. It it did, it did not feel relaxing. It did not feel like you know a special time. It was just it was just a normal busy park day. It was a little disappointing. And I, I suspect it's because that's the only park that's open, so everybody knew that. Mm-hmm. So was going there for fireworks at 11 o'clock everybody's trying to do double firework go to harmonious go to magic kingdom that type of thing and i and i mean don't get me wrong if i was 21 22 years old a young person or a teenager on property and my parents let me go off on my own i would certainly be heading to the magic kingdom when we're on property because you know as my parents were going to bed i'm like I, i'm 18 i don't need sleep i'm going to the magic kingdom that type of thing and um you know you felt it like there were there was no lag on uh, wait times. Wait times did not go down. They remained steady. Um, and the, the park was super crowded. So if they ever do that again, you know, just expect the park to be slammed just like it was at four o'clock. There was no change to anything whatsoever. So, which was um, for somebody who hates crowds, um, I was not able to snag any additional standby lines for anything, unless you wanted to do like teacups or something else. Like right, that. Right. Every other line had significant. Uh, wait times attached to it. So we got use out of the park because we didn't leave, we'd left 15 minutes before the park closed anyway. Um, and we have done all the mountains. We got basically every other than like Philhar Magic, the teacups. Um, I can't think of another ride that we didn't do. Car- the carousel, we weren't on the carousel, but wife and I don't like spinning around in circles anyway. Um, I think we got almost everything done in that park, which was um, over the course of three days and we did a lot of duplicates i mean i think we went on haunted mansion and pirates three times each <laughs> junk just once mine train just once space mountain just once splash twice thunder once to, i guess to name all the all the big ones and we got plenty of relaxation time and, and everything else and that day i don't think i could have pictured a better magic kingdom day just doing a little monorail resort loop and then um parks in the morning parks in the evening so that was that was really really good um again Genie Plus for the day allowed me to do that, but I hate having to have to stack for the evening, not having being able to pick the times. Yeah, and that was my main complaint: is like Fast Pass allows you to select a return time. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Let's go, and I, I can put my phone away and not have to worry about it. Um, but we had a phenomenal vacation. We ended on a sweet note, and we were able to kind of wake up late and kind of go about our day as we re- returned home. And that's going to that's gonna lead me to 
Um, we're just about over an hour here. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this quick so we don't have to drag on my trip report part three for next week. Um, Caribbean beach. It's a beautiful resort. Um, there's, there's certain corners of the resort that could be very far away from everything. So go, go get a service like touring plans or search the internet. There's certain places that you might want to request that you stay in. Um, I think that's very important. We stayed in Jamaica, which was in the bottom left. So it's on the opposite side of the river from the front lobby. And it was all the way. So it was right by the, the Skyliner. The Skyliner is an amazing, amazing addition to Disney World. Um, you could hop on the sky. It, it was a five-minute walk to the Skyliner. And with a, there's no weights in the Skyliner station early in the morning. There was, I've never, I never saw any lines or anything else like that that you kind of had heard before in some of the other resorts when it first opened. And we were in Hollywood Studios in seven minutes. And they're quiet. They're relaxing. And um, there's no better way to travel between the parks. Um, Transferring from Hollywood Studios going all the way to Epcot was so simple and easy. Because we were staying right there, that resort has a higher value to me. And I was looking for just random days later this year. The difference between um, uh, Port Orleans and Caribbean Beach is like eight dollars a night. For and sometimes it's even cheaper. I mean, that's usually even before. That's why we wound up there a lot. Was for rooms that sleep five. That was generally the cheapest option. And it's a better resort, just because like a lot of people like a certain places because they're tied to nostalgia and memories and stuff like that. And that's a perfectly valid reason to go there. because I, I don't have a home resort. I like trying different <laughs> ones, right? But we're going back to Caribbean Beach in December because, A, it was the cheapest place to go, and it's 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 a great place. Um, we didn't eat at any of the restaurants, though my parents had eaten at Sebastian's earlier in the year. They said that was really good. We weren't looking to have any sit-down meals at the resort itself. We already talked about the Banana Cabana. That was very good. The pool is pretty big, and they have a nice splash pad. So with kids, there's plenty of stuff to keep them busy. Uh, in an afternoon of swimming, they have like two slides and everything else. Um, plenty of lifeguards. There's there's really isn't like that one side of the pool where sometimes gets annoying where they put blast music and all the adults play like with the giant like volleyball trying to hit it or kind of do do activities in the pool type of stuff. It's big enough where you can kind of just sit and relax, and the kids you can watch the kids run around and play and not have to worry about drunk adults or anything else kind of running around doing stuff stuff like that. Um, the lobby itself was really cool. The um, the food court is really good. I did mobile ordering. I was able to get my food in like two minutes. As soon as I walked up, it was ready to go. I really like that. Good selection. Um, good availability of like beer and wine to bring back to your resort. Snacks if you want them. We were able to walk in. We didn't have any magic bands walking in for that day. Where I was kind of nervous, but I'm going to lose 10 minutes of touring time because I have to stop <laughs> a card and then go at the, and then walk into Hollywood studios and go to the store and get the blah, blah, blah. I was able to walk into the resort, purchase two magic bands from their, uh, their store and went to the, uh, the check-in desk is, Hey, can you help me connect these two to my Disney experience? Because I did not want to mess with the, uh, the app. It's like hidden somewhere. Like I eventually found it, but I'm like, you yeah. know what, if they can just tap in through their system and get it done in 10 times faster than I could, they were more than happy to do that for us. Um, all the cast members were very friendly. My only thing about the rooms is they're carpeted. I like non-carpet because it kind of skews me out a little bit. Um, and there's no space to put your luggage under the bed, which is not an issue for my wife and I with one bag for like, you know, five days type of thing. But if you have a large family, 
um, floor space becomes a premium because there's really no other place to put those things. So I think that's the only thing people were ta- people were talking about this years ago um, when they did their, yeah. their research in 2018, I think it was. Yeah, but, I think uh, they had their rooms redone like right before they started going to the whole like no carpet yeah. and raise the things up and stuff like that. So I don't know when it'll be eligible for its next makeover, but 10 years from now. Yeah. It's clean though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's clean. I, there was never any wet spots or anything that looked dirty or like, you know, you know, worn out or anything else like that. So, I mean, that was no, that I paid no mind to that. Um, I do wish they would somehow incorporate the table and chairs in these rooms differently uh, because you just, oh, you'll just end up throwing stuff on there. I guess people sit there and have a cup of coffee on it or maybe eat a breakfast on it. I would like to be able to see that pulling out from the wall type. Of, yeah, well, so I there. know that's what they did in all the values now where they have the Murphy beds. And like when the yep. bed's up, that's where the table is. Table. So, Perfect. Okay. I, I, I'm down with that. Um, I, I just, to me, it's just like it's extra furniture that's just kind of sitting there and it just becomes like a giant, not yeah. a coat rack, but like <laughs> yeah, sort whatever of. rack. It's, it's, a, it's a dumb place. Um but yeah, I would totally recommend out of all the moderates I've been to, the only one I haven't been to is um, French Quarter. And um, I would recommend this one over every other moderate, and that's including Coronado Springs. Uh, actually, no, our no um, pop and animation, art of animation are still considered uh, value. Correct? They're values, yeah, except for the, the family suites, I think they consider moderates, but the resorts themselves are, yeah. are uh, values. So I, I would highly recommend Caribbean Beach Resort. Um, and I'm just going to end this with that. Skyliner is definitely better than the monorail. And screw all your <laughs> monorail uh, stands out there. I'm all, I'm all, Sky, I'm all Team Skyliner. Um, that being said, anything else, Phil, that I think I left out? I think I, I think I hit everything. I Hopefully that was entertaining for all you guys. Um, my choices with how to do Lightning Lane. Um, you know, if there's anybody that wants me to summarize it even better in like lines of text, I can kind of <laughs> copy my notes out. You can kind of see if some people want to see that. Uh, we can certainly put it out somewhere on the internet so you can kind of see it. But um, that being said, I think I think the show's been going on long enough. Um, <laughs> we'll get it up tomorrow, and then uh, we'll see you next time. Don't forget about DC uh, the DBC engagement on Discord. And then we'll talk about it next next week's going to be a normal show. I promise you won't have to hear me rant around about my, my stories um, about going down. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care.